It's about that time to have our game day preview for the Sun Devils against the Oregon Ducks tomorrow. Let's get into it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked on Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, we're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications. Of course, you can stay in touch by following me on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Also, a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily sports made easy Price Picks. All right, guys, it's, it's that time. It's that time to have our game day preview of Arizona State going up against the behemoth. That is the Oregon Ducks. Oregon is 9-1 on the year. They're second place in the Pac-12. I don't see any scenario in which they don't, at a minimum, go to the Pac-12 championship game and appear in a New Year's Six Bowl. They are an unbelievably talented team. They've got arguably the best quarterback in the conference. They've got arguably the best receiver in the conference. They've got arguably the best running back in the conference. Top to bottom, this is a team that offensively is going to be as explosive as you will see. But defensively, they're also a really good unit. 31 sacks on the year, eight interceptions, five fumble recoveries. They're very optimistic when it comes to turning the ball over. They've got some really good players like Brandon Dorless and Evan Williams. They've also got guys in the secondary like Kyrie Jackson. Uh, bottom line is this is a this is a great team. And for the Sun Devils to pull off one of the biggest upsets of the last 10 years, they're going to need to do every little thing right. And that's what we're going to talk about. So let's go ahead and flip it to the offensive side of the football following the defensive side of the football for Arizona State. And specifically, when we look at the offense, you got to have the conversation about Trenton Borgay. How is Borgay going to handle this football game? Because we can we can be honest, he's he's really struggled this year. And he is he's not in a situation where we feel we can rely on him to win you games moving forward. I'm not really sure what to do with Borgay. Um, I, I really like him as an individual, but he's very much struggled this year. One touchdown against four interceptions. He He's not been able to get the most out of his weapons the way he did last year. Outside of Elijah Badger, a lot of the other guys have really struggled, and part of that has been because of the quarterback play. Well, this is one of the games where he's going to need to step up. Last time we saw Arizona ta- Arizona State take on a dynamic kind of offense was against Washington, and they held them out of the end zone defensively, but ultimately what cost them the game was a Trenton Borgay pick six. That can't happen this game. You need to play near flawless football. I'm not saying you necessarily need to score a bunch of touchdowns because he just hasn't done that this year, but you can't afford the turnovers. The turnovers are game sealers, and it's what's going to end up being the difference in this game should it be.
be a close game, but we'll talk about my final score towards the end of the podcast. So you need Trenton Borgay to be able to step up in this game. Again, that doesn't even necessarily mean he throws two, three, four touchdowns. What it means is he takes care of the football. He's accurate, so you would love him north of 60. You would love him north of 65% completion. You would love him to get some yards, 200, 250, whatever. Bottom line is you just need him to take care of the football in this game. I do not feel like you should enter with the expectation of you're going to win or lose the game because of Trenton Borgay. You're going to win or lose the game based off of your ability to take care of the football, but a large portion of that does fall on Trenton Borgay. I'm also very curious how they're going to roll out in this game. Last week against UCLA, we saw this widespread offense that really split up the way that UCLA was on, like they, they weren't used to doing it that way. They had all their defensive linemen spread out because ASU has got just one guy, the center, snapping the football, and they got the blockers and the offensive linemen set up on the outsides. Like you, you would essentially took Liatu Latu's ability to have like a three or four sack game against Arizona State and really limited him. That's that's something that I'm really interested this week. Is it something you do the exact same way? Because now there's tape on it, and Dan Lanning, the Oregon head coach, is incredibly, incredibly smart. I don't really know because this is such a unique situation that we have found ourselves in for Arizona State. And I I truly don't know what to do with this unit. But I do expect it to be something that they throw the kitchen sink at, is this unit is going to come out and... They're going to be as unpredictable as possible, which is going to be a lot of different looks, a lot of different lineups, a lot of trick plays, a lot of sparky package, a lot of Cameron Scadaboo. And again, we'll talk about Scadaboo towards the end of this podcast as well, specifically. Offensively, yeah, I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I, I don't know that anybody knows what it's going to look like. I don't know what Kenny Dillingham knows what it's going to look like. I think he's got several different ideas that he's going to be juggling around heading into this game. And it's going to result in all sorts of different looks. Defensively for the Sun Devils, this is where the game's going to be won and lost. They have shown the ability to shut down an elite offense with Washington. Washington is as good, if not a better offense, than what Oregon is. So the question is, can you replicate what you did? And it's not going to be an easy task. Like, legitimately pound for pound Oregon is as talented as Washington. I I don't know that I would definitively give one over the edge of the other. I know Michael Penix Jr. has kind of struggled the last couple of weeks, but I still feel like he's every bit the Heisman contender that Bo Nix is. And you look at Bo Nix, 29 touchdown passes, just two interceptions. He's also got five more scores on the ground. He's completing almost 80% of his passes. He's elite. He is an elite quarterback. He's looking like a top 15 pick in next year's draft. He's solidified himself as quarterback three, at least for me. He's a beast. How are you going to approach him? How are you going to find a way to slow him down? He's also averaging 9.4 yards per attempt. He's doing everything right. He's, He's doing everything right. He makes me so utterly terrified of what he can possibly do. And he's got the weapons too. He's got Troy Franklin who for my money is at worst the second best receiver in the conference, only behind Roma Dunze. He's unbelievable. He's got the size. He's got the speed. 
He's got the ability to break the big play, which you saw last week with an 84-yard touchdown against USC. He does it all. But they've got a good partner in crime for him with Taz Johnson, who also had a 77-yard touchdown reception last week. Franklin has eclipsed 1,000 yards already. Tez is at 725. He's going to be very close. And I imagine that with more than likely three more games besides this week, so probably four games remaining, he's going to easily eclipse 1,000 yards. Bucky Irving, one of the best running backs in the conference, in a running back-heavy conference, because you got Jaden Knott, you got Damian Martinez, you got Scadaboo. There's a lot of good running backs in this conference, Marshawn Lloyd. But Bucky Irving has found a way to stand out. 6.8 yards per carry, 10 touchdowns. He catches the football. He's got 40 receptions on the year, 329 yards, another score. They're going to get the ball to him in any which way. Defensively, how do you approach this? How are you going to find ways to limit the guys? We, we've seen you be able to do it. Can you do it again? Roe Torrance, he's, playing, he's played very, very well as of late. I'm so curious to see how he ends up playing moving forward against really good competition. He's got Troy Franklin this week, and he's got T. McMillan next week for U of A. This is a great test of his abilities to figure out just what he can possibly do against some of the top guys in the conference. Running the football, uh, Arizona's been run over this year more often than not. I don't know if you can stop Bucky Irving. Even his partner in crime, James uh, Jordan James, is also a stud, but I believe Jordan James is questionable. I don't remember. I believe he might not be good to go. If he is, though, I mean, you got a dynamic one-two punch. Bottom line, this offense is elite. I don't know how you stop it. And even worse yet is Bo Nix doesn't take sacks. In the almost two full years that he's been there, he has taken just nine sacks. He only has four this year. And for a very minimal 23 yards that he has lost. So I don't know, man. Last time ASU went up against a dynamic offense with a good offensive line again was Washington. They didn't get any sacks in this game. I don't necessarily think that you need sacks to win this game, but the, they would be very detrimental in being able to help swing the odds back in your favor. This is a great Oregon offense. This is a great unit from top to bottom offensively, defensively, uh, their special teams, very suspect. Um, We'll uh, we'll have to see what ends up happening there. But as long as they've got everybody on that team that's able to execute the way that they can, ASU's defense is going to be in for a slugfest at best. I'm nervous for how it's going to come down. But again, we've seen them be able to do it. Hopefully, they can recapture that lightning in a bottle. I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Prize Fix. Prize Fix is the most fun that I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season, and now. I can play for basketball as well. Select two or more players over or under on their projected stats to place your entry. With basketball season here, you can pick a combo projection across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. An example, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made and receptions. If you want to play alongside of some of Prize Picks' favorite members like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz, you can. You can find them in the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Prize Picks community every week. Prize Picks also offers a reboot policy 
so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Remember the Joe Burrow injury last night or the Mark Andrews injury? Well, Price Picks would have had you covered. For these games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second half, that player gets rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. You need to check it out for yourself. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy. I'm so excited to let you guys know that locked on has launched their first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you covering the top stories across the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming service. I know that I am checking it out as well. Let's hop back into our conversation now. We're going to look at some players to watch for Oregon, and it's mainly offensively, and it's not even an insult to the defense. It's That is how many great players there are on the offensive side of the football. It starts with Bo Nix. Bo Nix, for my money, is the Heisman Trophy winner this year. Like I mentioned, he's completing over 77% of his passes, 9.4 yards per attempt, 29 touchdown passes against just two interceptions, another five scores on the ground. He is a certified beast. How you approach this game and how you try to slow him down is going to be what dictates a win or a loss. And quite frankly, I don't really know how you can go into this game and pull out a win when they've got a guy like Bo Nix. But again, they found a way somehow, some way against Michael Panix to potentially win that game. This would, this would be a monumental challenge. As big as Michael Panix, some might argue it's a bigger challenge than what Michael Panix is. He's got the weapons too. I'm not going to go too far into detail because I already mentioned them, but Bucky Irving, Troy Franklin, Tez Johnson, those guys are beasts. Got to mention Terrence Ferguson Ferguson as well, their tight end. 33 catches, 347 yards, three touchdowns. He's been one of the best tight ends in the conference. He is a junior for the team, so if he wanted to come back, he could, but I would not be surprised to see him declare. He has definitely proven to be a stud tight end for the team. They've got so many different guys who can do so many different things, too. Gary Bryant Jr. has been involved. Treshawn Holden has been involved. Uh, they've they've got a litter of guys that are able to do so many different things. They've got a really good offensive line, too, that's led by the center, Jackson Powers Johnson. He is arguably the best offensive lineman, period, in the Pac-12 this year. He is so certifiably good and somebody who is going to be able to call out whatever the Sun Devils are doing defensively and provide that protection that he's done all year long for Bo Nix. He's one of the biggest reasons that Bo Nix has only been sacked four times this year. The offensive line as a whole is very good, but Jackson Powers Johnson is on a whole other plane of existence for this team. Having a guy like him calling out the defenses for the offensive lineman for Bo Nix. Like that's such a heavy, heavy advantage that they have with him. Definitely something that 
is going to be pivotal in this game is how CJ fight and Deshaun Mallory can match up against powers. Johnson, if they can find a way to overpower him, or they can find a way to just get him off of a rhythm, you know, maybe you do have a chance to get some pressures in on Bo next, but I don't really know. Defensively. There's a, there's a host of guys as well. Kyrie Jackson and Tysheem Johnson are both tied with two interceptions for the team lead this year. Kyrie Jackson, a certified stud, uh, transferred from Alabama after playing two years there. Didn't really get much action, but this year he's making an impact. Two picks, two sacks, 26 tackles. He's all over the place. He's he's a stud. He is a stud for them. Uh, Tysheem Johnson, don't know too much about him, but I do know that two interceptions is pretty darn good. Evan Williams is leading their team in tackles. He's a defensive back, 62 tackles on the year, senior for the team, transferred from Fresno State where he was highly productive there as well. He's got four and a half sacks this year coming from the defensive back spot. He is a problem. Brandon Dorless leads the team in sacks. He's he's a beast, also a senior for the team. Uh, he's really broke out this year with his five sacks. Coming into the year, he had seven through four seasons. He's just developed very nicely for them. They got a host of guys. Um, I'm not looking forward to playing this defense. Dan Lanning is a very, very smart defensive mind as well. He's going to have Oregon ready for every single game. Quite frankly, I don't feel like this is going to be any different than any other game that he has approached this year. Even though Arizona State is certainly not an offense that is going to strike the fear into the heart of guys like Dan Lanning and the rest of his defensive unit, they nonetheless are going to come into this game prepared. They're just a smart unit. They're they're guys that are very well disciplined. And the bottom line is this defense just has a ton of really good guys, even if they don't necessarily have a single like superstar kind of player. It's time to talk to you guys about our friends over Athletic Brewing who are sponsoring the Athletic Brewing Player of the Week, the Game Changer of the Week, because just like Cameron Scadaboo, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Guys, as you know, with Cameron Scadaboo, he's changed the game every week. He runs it, he catches it, he passes it, he punts it, he does it all, which is why he's up for the Paul Hornig Award. It's what makes him such a game changer for the Sun Devils. Just like how Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game, they have non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. They're full of flavor, they're well-crafted, just like a full-strength beer, and they're great-tasting and award-winning and beat out full-strength beers in global competitions with 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're constantly releasing limited edition experimental types that add to their variety. And of course, since it's non-alcoholic, there's no hangovers ever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy it online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code LOCKEDON to get 15% of your order off on your online order that's code locked on L O C K E D O N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions apply, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. One more time, I want to make you guys aware of the of the brand new 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube that Locked On has launched. It's the Locked On Sports Today. It's here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day. Local experts of Locked On and our national shows are there 
24-7. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's it's pretty great. I've I've taken a look for myself. It's it's a lot of fun. I, I think that you guys will like it too. But it's time to get into the bold prediction section of the podcast and, of course, close it out with a final score that I don't think many people are going to like. We'll start off with bold predictions, and it's going to be Cameron Scadaboo continuing his case for the Paul Hornig Award. I think that this could look like many, many different ways for him. This could be a situation where he runs for 100 yards, or he has a total, like 100 scrimmage yards, or maybe he throws a touchdown, or he has 250-yard punts or something. Whatever it is, I do think that he's going to find a way to be very much a difference maker in this game. And it's it's going to be in more ways than one. This is a game where I feel you need to just get him the football as much as possible. You need to give him opportunities to make plays for you. You're going up against a defense that is so talented and they're so fast and they fly around the field. You just need to be able to get the ball into Scadaboo's hands and let him do things one way or another. He's a beast. That's the bottom line here. Because of everything that he's going to do for you, I think it's just going to increase his his case and his his resume. That's the word. His resume for the Paul Hornig Award, who gets uh, it, the award is for the most versatile player in college football. By the way, you can vote for that. There's 18 votes that come from uh, experts and analysis and stuff like that. But the 18th vote is for fans. He has currently got a slight edge over a kid from Utah. So go in and vote. Make sure that Scadaboo gets that 18th vote from the Sun Devils fans. This is going to be a game that helps him out. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know if he scores touchdowns. I don't know if he's just a beast on punting or whatever it is. But I do think that this is going to be a game that does increase his chances for the Paul Hornig Award. Next up, I got Elijah Badger. will pad his stats. What I mean by that is Badger is leading the Sun Devils across the board and all sorts of different statistics for the team. He's got 58 catches, 649 yards, three touchdowns. All of those lead the team. He is more than double second place for catches and for yards in this in this team. He's he's Mr. Do-It-All. He He's just, yeah, Mr. Do-It-All. And a guy like him is going to be in a situation where he could potentially really take advantage of either a game that's getting blown out or a game where they just need to get him the football. I think he's going to be huge in this game. I've said double-digit targets for him all week on a couple different podcasts that I've appeared on. I would not be surprised if he saw 15 targets in this game. They're going to get him the football. It's going to pad his stats. Don't be surprised if he has a big game, at least in the box score. Defensively, I'm going to say BJ Green gets more pressures, but I don't think he gets any sacks. And it's not a BJ Green problem. It's a, that's how good this offensive line is problem. But BJ Green is top five in the nation in pressures this year. He's, I think, 43 or 44 pressures. I think he's going to add on to that. I think he's going to be crashing the pocket, getting into the backfield, making Bo Nix a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe he gets a a very rare sack on Bo Nix. But the bottom line here is I think that BJ Green is going to be making his presence felt in this game. My final bold prediction, I'm going to say that Jordan Clark is the leader in tackles for this team this year. As of right now, he is top 10 on the team, 39 tackles, 
Uh, eight pass deflections, which leads the team as well. No interceptions, no turnovers. I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen in this game as well, but I do think he ends up leading the team in tackles. I think that he's just going to be flying around the football field and doing everything that he possibly can to keep the Sun Devils defense alive in this game. Would not be surprised if there are multiple players that have seven or more tackles. I think Jordan Clark is going to be the guy who leads them. Wouldn't be surprised if he had 10 or more tackles in this game. My final score prediction, I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, it, it's it's just so hard to be a responsible, unbiased analyst here and take Arizona State to win. I'm taking Oregon in this game. I'm taking Oregon big. Final score, 44-14, advantage Ducks. That being said, ASU could put on a show because they've done it. They've played teams hard this year. They they should have beat Washington in Seattle. They played USC really tough. They're they're pl- they beat UCLA. They're they're playing and they're they're giving their 111th on every single play, on every single down, every single team. There's not a single team that they've gone up against this year that they didn't play hard. Yes, they were blown out by Utah, but at no point did that team quit. And that's one of the reasons why I think that they could make this a closer game. But I feel like this is going to be a lot closer to a Utah game than this is a Washington game. It's also going to come down to how the offense performs. If Trenton Bourget is able to score touchdowns and not turn the ball over, your chances dramatically and drastically increase for you to possibly win this game. But he hasn't done that all year. And it wouldn't be fair to expect him to suddenly do it against one of the best defenses in the Pac-12. I got Oregon big in this game. I really hope I'm wrong, but I want to know what your guys' score predictions are. I want to know what your your bold predictions are. I want to know who you're going to watch. Tell me all of that in the comments. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at RichieBrads36, and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications. I want to shout out my everydayers who are here every day. But thank you, as always, for tuning in. I will see you guys again this weekend to break down whatever happens in the game. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on.